Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely blessed, safe, fantastic, amazing Monday today here on our show at Health Masters and the Ted and Austin Brower Show. We're staying busy down here in Florida. It's actually starting to get cooler outside. It was like in the 60s, I think, this morning. You know, frigid temperatures for December a week out. <laughs> and so, again, I hope everybody's staying healthy and strong and wanted to give everybody a heads up. We usually do it every year. We kind of change it up a little bit this year. We're starting our seven days of Christmas. I wanted to change it to seven. I like the number seven. And uh, we did this week. Every day, you can check your email, but I'll also give you the coupon code out on the show. One day, there's going to be one product on sale each day going up to Christmas. We've done this pretty much every year, and the coupon code will be seven days. So the product that we put out will be available for 10% off with the coupon code attached to it with seven days. And so the ultimate multiple powder for today and today only so don't call me up in a week and say it's still on sales. We do this every year, one day only, give everybody the opportunity to get a product that they like for coupon code 7, the number 7, D-A-Y-S. The product will be changing every single day. I'll notify you guys on the show and on email, so be sure to check that out, and you'll have the whole day an opportunity to check it out and get uh, take a hold of the advantage if you'd like. But the ultimate multiple powder on sale right now for the seven days of Christmas, 7-D-A-Y-S is the coupon code, so be sure to check that out. And also the product of the week, the Cortisol Buster, that will be on sale till Wednesday. Check it out because uh, it looks like the eyesight formula is starting to win pretty strong, so vote for what you want to see win on this Wednesday. And also, on other than that, thank you all. Got a lot of good positive emails over the weekend, and I really appreciate just the continual support of Health Masters and of the Ted and Austin Brower Show. We couldn't do it out without you, and I mean that sincerely. So thank you. And one thing that I noticed over the weekend, I was talking to one of my good friends who ended up going out to eat dinner, and we were having discussions. I met his new girlfriend that he's been dating now, and he's all excited. And I told him, you know, later on, there's a few few little flags that he needs to be aware of with her. And it was interesting because we were all on the same topics, and we were all pretty much on the same page. And this girl's from Ohio. Okay, she's moved down. She's been in Florida for like three years. And overall, she's pretty conservative on a lot of different topics, and they're on the same page. And I brought up the topic of the grooming of transgenderism exposure to young children. And she kind of got real quiet. And I said, I can't help but notice. I know we've been talking about stuff. I said, you've seemed to get very <laughs> withdrawn when I brought this topic up. She goes, well, I just, you know, I've, I've mixed emotions about all this. And I said, well, I said, here's my unmixed emotion about it. I said, I majored in psychology. I did numerous studies as far as with childhood psychology in my undergraduate program. And I went into detail on what I told you guys last week. I said how children will replicate what they've been shown and what they've been exposed to. I did a whole or deep, deep detail on this on Friday, if you guys want to go back and listen to it. And I said, the only reason why you're seeing children start to explode as far as with this behavior allegedly is because they're being constantly indoctrinated into it. I said, if you take the same child and you put them in front of extremely violent movies and violent video games and violent exposure every single day, they're going to start exhibiting very violent, aggressive behavior. 
The same thing goes with multiple other facets. I said, so if you take a child and every single day you're showing them perversion and you're talking to them about transgenderism and you're constantly every single day indoctrinating them into that, I said, you're guaranteed that you're going to get a large percentage of the childhood population that's going to start thinking that way. I said, it's just what it is. I said, this is why it's not okay to groom young children. And I said, secondly, if some adult wants to engage in that type of behavior in their privacy, their own homes or their own little pervert bars, that's completely up to them. I said, I really do not care. There's a reason why there's an 18 year old age limit to get into movies, to get into bars, to get into clubs. Sometimes it's 21. I said, because it's adult entertainment, so to speak, regardless of what it is, it's adult. And so she had a little bit more, I think, basis of understanding because what's happened is now, and I noticed this, she said, well, one thing that, you know, I think a lot of girls have become accustomed to this too is because gays have become, kind of been associated with a safe space. They know they can hang around gay guys or tranny guys, so to speak, and it's a safe space. They don't have to worry about getting hit on. They don't have to worry about things going weird, and there's no – basically there's no thought or you know, conversation about sex, so to speak. And so they feel like it's a safe space. And she goes, I think a lot of girls have kind of accepted that now, and now they're starting to go further and further and further into this acceptance of it where now a lot of kids are starting to get exposed to it. And I said, and that's the part that's completely and totally unacceptable to me. And so I think she understood a small portion of it. Again, it's something that people have to talk about. This can't be a topic that nobody can just ignore and say, this is okay. We're going to allow children to be exposed to this. We're not going to ask any questions and we're going to pretend like this is okay. One of the really good charter schools right down the street from us that I almost sent Hunter and Kendall to, I was at our friend's house last night, and they have one of their kids that's still going to it, and he is, uh, I think, 12, 13 years old. He's in seventh grade, and he's getting A's and B's. He's getting A's and B's, A's and B's. And the other day, uh, his dad asked him, he goes, what, what's, uh, what's half a three? They were doing like a problem with some arithmetic and algebra, half a three, and he goes, two. He looks at him and he goes, half of three is not two. What is half of three? And he goes, it's two. You have one, two, three. Half of three is two. And he looked at him. He goes, you're joking me, right? <laughs> you're in seventh grade. No, half of three is two. And he goes, no, it's not. It's 1.5. It's never been two. It never can be two. It's not half of two. It's not half of three. And he goes, no, that's what I've been taught. And he called up the teacher, and he's getting A's and B's. And they basically have raised Cain with him. They said they've absolutely had enough of this school because this is what's happened now. The public indoctrination camps, the communist indoctrination camps with these schools, they want to make sure they continue to keep their A-B status. So they can continue to get more state, more federal funds, more money, more expenditures, more bonuses for the staff, more money that they can urinate through and not do anything productive with. I'm being honest with you, it's having a lot, not all of the place, but a lot of it. And so what they have found now is it's easier just to ramrod most of the kids through class. doesn't really matter. This is why they punch through with the common core math because, you know, it just doesn't matter. You just kind of start adding stuff together and whatever number they come up with. Well, I guess that's kind of the way it works now. That's the number that it comes up with. And this is where they're pushing the entire United States younger population. Confuse them. They have no understanding of mathematics. They have no remembrance of history. They can't figure out if they're a boy or a girl. Scientific research doesn't mean anything anymore. Heck, science in general doesn't mean anything anymore. And they're graduating functionally illiterate, and they have no understanding of any useful topics in life. Well, that seems like a pretty good strategy if you're trying to produce a working class mindless drone that's not going to really be able to question anything because simply they don't know anything.
And so, again, I encourage parents, get involved with what your children are being taught at school. Get involved with their homework. See what they're doing at night at homework. See what they're being exposed to. Talk to them. I encourage parents every single night, do the best you can to at least have one meal a day. We choose ours to be dinner. That's the easiest time for us to all get together and have dinner as a family, pray together, talk about our day, talk about our school, talk about whatever we want to talk about. It's an open platform for the kids. And so I encourage people to continue to do that with your family because we're losing that in this country. Everybody's so wrapped up on their iPads and their iPhones and their computers and their work and everything they're doing that most of the time, most families just are kind of comfortable roommates with one another. I've seen it a lot now. Just Everybody just kind of just operates, does their own thing and kind of lives together and leaves when they want, goes when they want. And that happens sometimes. Now, obviously, when people get older and stuff, they're going to college, that's different. But when you're talking about single-digit age kids, you got to be involved and see what they're doing and talk to them and understand what they're being exposed to. Just thought I would put that out there. Also, too, in other news, this is something that's very interesting as well. They're being brought up now. It's an article from Dr. Steve, uh, from Peter McCullough, and he's going into detail on the True Health Foundation discussing how the FDA crunched data from the database of elderly persons in the United States and found that pulmonary embolism, blood clotting in the lungs, met the initial threshold for a statistical signal and continued meeting the criteria after a more depth evaluation. Three other outcomes of interest, a lack of oxygen to the heart after the COVID injection, blood platelet disorder after the COVID injection, and also blood clotting called intravascular coagulation after the COVID injection. The researchers looked at data covering 17.4 million elderly Americans who received a total of 34.6 million injections between December 10th, 2020 and January 16, 2022. The FDA said it was not taking any action on the results at this time because it could not prove the vaccines caused any of the four outcomes because the findings are still under current investigation. Dr. Peter McCullough came out and said in the email and his research said the new paper clearly collaborates the concerns of doctors that the large uptick in blood clots, progression of arthrosclerotic heart disease and blood disorders is independently associated with COVID-19 vaccinations. Pfizer has not responded to any requests for any comments right now because it is still under investigation. And I'm sure it will continue to do so until, and this is my opinion, until Pfizer can figure out how to milk and essentially disfigure the research data and coming out and saying, oh, you know what? We came to a conclusion. It's perfectly safe and effective. Nothing to see here now. Continue to go on and get your clot shot. But I thought it was interesting. More and more research comes out now. Simply that should make anybody that's got two brain cells that, rub to, that they can rub together to question why in the world this stuff is still on the market. And like I brought up on Friday, I really think with that open letter to DeSantis, it's time DeSantis puts up and says, listen, we're halting the shot right now in the United States, or not in the United States, in Florida. They're bringing it, they're trying to bring this, you know, panel in, a grand jury, but I think that's one of those, why are we waiting that late to do this? If this is under investigation, we've already had the Florida, you know, as far as the Surgeon General of Florida come out and say, there is a direct link between extreme high mortality rates of adult men ages 18 to 39 within 28 days of getting the shot. We need to halt this shot right now until we can find out what the heck is going on with everybody who's getting this injection. That's my opinion, and that's also the open letter that's being sent out to DeSantis right now. It's that time if he really wants to do something positive for the state of Florida and make a stand against the big pharma, this is how he needs to do it right now. It's my opinion. What do you think, Deb? Well, the large percentage of the population of the state of Florida are old people. 
Yep. If you go down to Sarasota and Dennis, you'll see all the 65-year-old people, 70-year-old people, 80-year-old people, 90-year-old people. And these old people have been convinced since childhood that basically the doctors are God and the doctors are there to help them. And that basically, if you don't follow what the doctor says, you're a neo-Nazi grandma killer. And that's what this is all about. And that's why you have all these old people coming in now. They're getting these shots after shots after shots after shots. And they're not even paying any attention to how many of their friends are dying and how many of their friends are being, being sick and how many of their friends are getting shots and then dying immediately after with strokes or aneurysms. They're not getting any of this stuff. They're thinking that it's all okay. This is just normal aging process, normal death rates, and it's not. And so that's the problem that Santos is going to run into in the state of Florida. There's so many Democrats here and so many people have already taken the clot shot and so many people are already, you know, continue to take the booster shots that if he comes in and says, now we're not going to give you basically the clot shot anymore because of the problems associated with the FDA, then you'll have two schools of thought coming out from the old people. Well, why did you give them to us the first time? Why did you do that? I mean, why in the world have you poisoned us? Those people get unbelievably mad at the census. And then you'll have the other group of people say, well, he doesn't know what he's talking to about. He's not following the science. Why are you doing that? So he's got, himself caught in a, he's got himself caught in a really bad position right now because he promoted yeah. the class from the very beginning because he was following what Donald Trump said with Operation Warp Speed. So this is a darned if you don't, darned if you do kind of situation for DeSantis. He's in a mess from a political standpoint. And so I think he needs to make sure that people know that it's an optional shot, that they have to do whatever they think they need to do and to let him tell the science. He could, the state could come in and say that. We no longer recommend the clot shot. They're not. They're completely optional for you. you know, we think the science is showing that it's doing this. We were unaware of the science to start with. And so now, therefore, you have your choice, and we suggest you speak with your physician who basically understands what's going on with the shots, both pros and cons, and there are no pros, by the way, as far as helping you to make this decision. The problem, if he does that, again, it will call, it'll, be, it'll blow back on him. So DeSantis has got a mess. He really does because he pushed him so hard. But then he did come out and say the young people don't need to be getting him. They didn't make it part of the shot schedule for the state of Florida, so he's doing all that. Now, going back to your one story that you were talking about as far as these children who are in seventh grade, my gosh, it's 12 years old, 13 years old in some cases. You've got kids who don't know what half of three is. They think it's two. Well, that's that common core math stuff they teach that you basically estimate everything and nothing has exact answers. It's all part of that. Everything has a gray area, so it's not really one and a half. It's really closer to two. It's all a bunch of lies because they don't want to have absolutes, just like they don't want to have moral absolutes. They don't have absolutes in math or absolutes in chemistry or absolutes in anything. As long as you kind of get close to the right answer, they'll say, okay, that's good enough. Well, no, it's not. Science can't proceed further than it's proceeded at this point. Of course, so much obfuscation lies with science now and so many research studies that are being done by organizations and universities that are being paid huge monies and grants to get the stated result in the beginning. We slow down. These universities that do a lot of the studies for these drugs, like for Pfizer and other types of drugs, the university is told in advance what the outcome is supposed to be or what the outcome would they would like to have it to be. And, again, of course, they have to read between the lines. If they're getting 10, 20, 30, 40 million dollars in grants in order to prove that this product is healthy, then for them to come in and say the product's not healthy, they're not going to get this next set of grants to come in. They'll go to another university who's going to prove it. And let me give you an example. And I'm giving you this example for, but I just want to make sure you understand how, how simple it is to do this. When certain studies were done saying that aspartame was safe back 30, 40 years ago, they didn't put the aspartame in the water so the rats would have to drink it. They mixed the aspartame with pellets of aspartame with pellets in their food together so the rats could pick around the aspartame and not eat the toxin. So what happened is the rats were then said to have been exposed to the aspartame, 
and there was no side effects as far as brain tumors or brain cancers or seizures or all the other things, including Swiss cheesing the brain, eating holes in the brain with the rats, and they were basically given a diet of aspartame. No, they weren't given a diet of aspartame. They were given pellets of aspartame mixed in with their food they could eat around, so they never ingested the aspartame. So therefore, now the study comes out and says, this product is safe. It doesn't cause all of these side effects. We're telling you now it's safe. The irony of all of this was when the when the when CBS used to do you know you know the, the show on Sunday night sixty minutes and it was actually trying to tell the truth back about twenty five thirty years ago they did a show on aspartame and they were talking about the revolving door policy of the Food and Drug Administration and then they were saying there were over a hundred clinical studies that had been done on aspartame the manufacturer of aspartame was saying that showed the product was safe and then the CBS reporter said but you paid for all of those studies. You paid for all of those studies and all these other studies that say that it's not safe. You guys didn't fund and you guys didn't pay for it. That's the problem with medicine. That's the problem with medicine today. That's the problem with vaccines. That's the problem with the clot shot. That's the problem with everything. The vast majority of the people don't understand how much and how many lies are being done as far as to promote certain types of products in order to get them pushed through FDA regulatory authorities to show they're safe because they're not safe. That's why 50% of the products and drugs that are put on the market within five years either have to be pulled back off the market or have their warning labels changed. And then on top of that, there's no testing done on a variety of different types of drugs. Let's say if you're on 10 different prescription medications and you're taking all of these drugs, there's no guarantee that you're not going to have all types of reactions with all of these drugs based upon the interaction of the chemicals inside of the drugs with one another in the body because they're not tested that way. So when you're given a cocktail of drugs, you come into the doctor, you've got high blood pressure, okay? Well, now you start taking high blood pressure drugs, now you end up with ED. Well, now, you just, now it gives you drugs for ED. Well, now you end up with, you know, with depression. Now you get a drug for depression. Now you start having memory loss. Now you get a drug for memory loss. Now you get a, now you come back in and you say, I, I don't know what to do. I can't sleep now. This stuff's got me so wired up. I, I'm, I'm irritable. Okay, let me give you some Xanax. Let me give you some sleeping pills. And that's how it goes. They don't think about the concept of the fact that these different drugs combined together are causing these side effects. They don't see it. And for some reason, physicians are like – like it have, they have blinders on. They don't want to see the fact that you know, if they don't prescribe as many you know, these types of drugs, they're not going to have these side of side effects. Remember though, a lot of these drug manufacturers, they come in. If, they, if a physician gives X amount of prescriptions of this drug, they get a new set of golf clubs. If the physician gets X amount of these drugs are prescribed, the physician gets to go on an all-expense-paid, quote, medical training vacation to Hawaii or to Beijing or to Japan or anywhere. They get to go – all these different incentives are given to them. Remember what Blue Cross and Blue Shield does with pediatricians? They get hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases into the pediatric practice if X percentage of the children are vaccinated. All of this stuff is being done on purpose, guys, and they do it on purpose to obfuscate the facts that these drugs are having horrible, horrible side effects. And you know, and, and now the Pfizer and the FDA finally admit pretty much that the vaccines are being linked to blood clots. They come back and they say, but that we're still reevaluating and evaluating the side effects, and, and now we'll put it to different committees. Well, the committees, again, are going to be having people on those committees, as we saw with the Food and Drug Administration just a few weeks ago in the CDC advisory panel, pushing the shots all the way to six-month-old children. And these people are being paid by different organizations and companies in most cases, not all cases, to vote a certain way on those types of tests and those types of, those types of, of procedures that are being done. And we see this massive, massive, massive just obfuscation in medical science of the truth because the truth will set everybody free. I've, I've had people come into my office before when we had the clinic, 
back in the 80s and the 90s, and they'd be as, on as many as 25 different prescription drugs at once. And, you know, as a licensed nutritionist, as a naturopath, I wasn't allowed to tell people, maybe you need to reevaluate what you're doing as far as these prescriptions. I would have to tell them, you need to go back to your physician who prescribed you all these drugs and tell him basically that you want to come off this stuff. There's too many of them. Or I would tell them to go find another physician that would take them off of this stuff. Because like, like with Xanax, with the benzodiazepines, you're given that product that changes brain chemistry. You can actually die from the withdrawals. There's some serious problems associated with certain types of antidepressant medication, including suicide. So people need to understand. I remember Austin had a friend of ours, a friend of his, that came to the house one time. His name was Chase. Now, Chase, his whole life, his middle name should have been Chase Bad Decisions. You know, just one guy, one bad decision after another bad decision after another bad decision. I'm not going to give you his last name. And what ended up happening is they brought him, they put him on Xanax. And he came over and I talked to him. I said, have you done the research on this? And he says, well, no, I haven't. So I pulled it up on the iPad. I said, well, here's what it does. Here's what the black box warning label says. This product you know, causes suicide. So you've got to make a choice now whether you want to listen to your doctor or you want to change doctors. But see, that's the point. Chase made a good decision with that one. But the reality is this. Think about what they're putting you on and ask the, ask the pharmacist if you're about to get a prescription filled. Can you please give me a copy of the adverse side effects of this drug from the physician's desk reference? And yes, they have to list them. And he may ask you why. He says, well, I want to make a decision whether I want to fulfill this, fill this prescription and pay for this prescription before you give it to me. I want to know what the side effects are going to be. And if he's a good pharmacist, he'll do that for you very quickly. He'll make a photocopy of it, give it to you, and hand it to you. Or he can send you a link to it to your cell phone, and you can read it yourself. But always make sure before you go on drugs, any kind of drugs, that you check to see what the stated listed side effects are. Because if you don't, what's going to happen is you may get yourself caught in the crosshairs of these things. And you get really addicted to them. And you may have all kinds of horrible side effects. You try to come back off of them. Be very, very careful. As far as keeping your brain happy, I recommend cod liver oil, 5-HTP, you know, you know, B vitamins, B complex, you know, vitamin D3. There's so many things out there that have been shown to elevate mood, elevate serotonin without the use of drugs. So always remember that same thing with our HGH stimulate. It's been shown to help maintain healthy blood pressure. Plus, it really works well for ED and libido for guys that are having issues with that. I mean, it works really well for that. So think through these things before you start taking prescription drugs. And we know that Viagra can cause you to go blind and deaf. Okay, well, that's pretty bad because it causes auditory nerve and you know optic nerve degradation. So you, you basically have ED now. Now you start taking Viagra. Now, you still have ED, but now you're blind, deaf with ED. I mean, I, I don't know if you get any worse than that, okay? So the problem is, is this. Think through what you're doing, okay? It's one of those situations that your responsibility is to you and your family and to your own health. It's not your doctor's responsibility. Heck, it's your, your spiritual growth isn't your pastor's responsibility. It's yours to read the Bible on a regular basis. It's yours to understand who God is, who Jesus is, what a blood covenant is, what God has done for you through Christ. It's your responsibility to know that. It's your responsibility to teach it to your children. And that's why, you know, I'm really glad that Austin chose not to go to that charter school, which is local. And a lot of people send their kids to that charter school, but now they're all making these absolute horrible decisions because the charter schools are now going woke also. Because, again, the principles that are being put into these schools are being – pushed by the woke agenda, by these liberal, communist, in many cases, lesbian, feminist, women, butch dyke lesbian. Oh, I can't believe I said that. Teachers that are pushing the agenda. Think through who your kids are going to be with. Think through what they're saying to your children. And think through what you're telling your children, either directly or indirectly, by your actions or your thoughts or by your attitude or 
whatever that you're doing that's promoting these different agendas. Don't allow your – if the kid comes home and says, hey, mom and dad, I think I'm a tranny. No, you're not. No, we don't do trannies in this house. This is not going to happen. It's against God's word. Not true, not true, not true. You know, it's, it's not the drag queen story hour. It's the clown show weirdo pervert story hour. They're not a drag queen. They're a clown show pervert weirdo is what they are. They're nothing here. And if, and if your school decides to have that and you find out about it, you go down there and you raise H-E double sticks. I mean, you pitch a fit if you're the parent. Better yet, if you can, homeschool those kids like Austin has done with a homeschool co-op. That works really, really well. You get a group of people together. They split the cost of having a licensed teacher come in. They teach the kids for a fraction of the cost of what private school would cost. And they have these kids learning so much stuff at a very, very young age because it doesn't take seven hours to have a kid at school. It's like a convoy in times of war. The convoy has 100 ships in it. The ships and the convoy have to go at the slowest speed of the slowest ship. So if the slowest speed is the slowest ship is six knots, the entire convoy has got to run at six knots because they can't leave one of the ships behind. That's exactly what the schools do. So when you have a homeschool situation, you don't have to do that. You could speed up the speed, and so instead of being seven hours of school with kids bored and half, you know, unbelievably exhausted, uh, you can speed it up to two to three hours a day. That's all it takes. Sometimes it can take an hour and a half to two hours depending on the lesson plan. So it's a lot easier. So even if you're working and your husband's working, as long as you can leave the kids by themselves legally, or have a nanny come in, or have a homesteader, homeschooler come in with them, or whatever you're doing. You can actually leave them in the house and have, their, have them get their school. It's very important, though, you check with your local laws and state laws before you start doing all this stuff. And also be very careful when you start leaving kids by themselves in the house. You already know that deal. They get all kinds of mischief, and you don't want Department of Family Services being called that you've abandoned your child while they went off to school or want some nonsense. Be very careful with that. If they're really young, you've got to be with them. You've got to have somebody with them all of the time. Now, there are a couple of things I want to do here real quick. You know, this thing with Pfizer. You know, we have now realized that the government now is giving Pfizer two billion more dollars to basically for COVID antiviral treatment of Plaxoid, which has all kinds of horrible side effects, by the way. However, hydroxin in hydroxin, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine cost about one dollar per treatment course. Plaxoid runs five hundred and thirty dollars. And not to mention all the side effects from Plaxoid. According to a report from CVS, Pfizer expected to top $100 billion in revenue with more than half of it to come from these COVID vaccines. The report goes on to say that before the new contract, analysts forecasted Plaxoid sales would exceed $22 billion this year and be close to $12 billion in 2023. Just for information, ivermectin hydrochloroquine caused about a dollar per treatment clause cost and Plaxoid around $530. And that's what got me really mad with the ivermectin, too. A treatment protocol for like 12, 15, 18 milligrams of that a day for a week, you know, when they were at the peak, these pharmacists were coming in. They were paying a few dollars for this prescription. They were charging four and five hundred dollars for this. And you'd have literally ten dollars in product cost max to the pharmacy. And they were gouging people. If the government wants to come in and really do something, which they're not going to do because of State Street, BlackRock and Vanguard own everything, uh, they're going to basically say that, you know, we're going to cut back at least prescription drug costs and we're not going to allow you to make a product for 12 cents and charge 500 for it. We're not going to do that. It's not going to be allowable because you set up an inelastic demand curve by over your TV advertising, by telling everybody the only way they can be saved and not die is to get this $500 treatment protocol that costs you 12 cents. That's got to stop. It really does. That's not okay. And so we need to understand that there are all kinds of alternative, quote unquote, natural treatment protocols for all kinds of viral issues. But if they're being if we're being told that they're not any treatment protocols like vitamin D3 or whatever for viral issues, and I'm not making any claims on anything right now, then we get the, then we get the, the emergency use authorization 
on a COVID shot, which doesn't work anyhow <laughs> as far as the virus. It doesn't stop transmission or anything. And all of a sudden, it gets to push to the Food and Drug Administration because of executive orders. Remember what Trump did? Head guy with the FDA, Trump basically said, if you don't approve this emergency use authorization for this injection, this operational warp speed, I'm going to replace you. You guys remember all that? That was Donald Trump. Don't let him off the hook on any of this stuff. He was responsible for all of this stuff because he was following his marching orders from who runs the planet. Now, you think, well, Pfizer. Who in the world owns Pfizer? You already know. You already know. You already know. I'm just going to I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to look at Stockzoa. That's S T O C K Z O A. And you can always put any company you want. Put Pfizer. Put Stockzoa down. And guess who the number one owner of Vanguard is? <laughs> Vanguard. They have 488 million shares for a value of 26 billion dollars. No, who's number two on Vanguard besides Vanguard? Number two is BlackRock. <laughs> they have 435 million with 23 billion in shares. And oh, that's right. And who's number three? That's State Street Corporation with 288 million shares with for valued at $13 billion. So you're looking at what, 36 and 26? You're looking at about $70 billion worth of stock is owned by three companies that control everything. Remember, as Linko said, he died a few months back. And he's made a statement. I'm going to read this to you again. And he goes, I'm a conspiracy realist. Vanguard and BlackRock and State Street are stakeholders in all industry, media, academia, and politics. Vanguard and BlackRock invest in each other through something called circular ownership. Thus, consider Vanguard and BlackRock as a monopoly that pretty much owns everything, including State Street. With due diligence, you will discover that the major stakeholders of this monopoly here are the bloodline families. I'm adding the bloodline families. It is the Rothschild family, the DuPont family, the Rockefeller family, the Carnegie family, the Orsini family, the American Bush family, and the British royal family. They use the following foundations to ferment or foment chaos around the world, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Soros Open Society Foundation, and the Clinton Foundation. These foundations are instrumental for geopolitical destabilization. Chaos is good for business and power acquisition. Only a divinely inspired force can overcome this Goliath. Wow. It goes on to say, the owners of, on the, of the Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street Monopoly are a manifestation of the primordial serpent. He's talking about Lucifer in the Garden of Eden. Now, we have to understand something. This is a wild thing that's happening around us with the world. And we're finally, because of the Internet, starting to see who runs and who controls everything. And always remember that. If you allow yourself to get caught up in this mess, in this, this, this pariah-filled water that we're basically getting ourselves pushed into – they're going to dissolve. They're going to consume you. You know, they really are unless you're sanctified by the blood of the lamb and you stay out of the pariah filled water and you realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because they may not consume you as a Christian because you cannot be consumed because you have been sanctified by the blood of the lamb. and They may not touch you. It says in the Bible that Satan runs about seeking those who whom he may devour. He may not devour you. He may not touch you because you're sanctified by God's grace through the blood of the lamb. Always remember who you are. That the power that resides in you is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Always remember that. You've got to get that, guys. It's so important because if we as Christians do that and we understand who we are, we can literally change the fabric of space-time in this world, and we can bring it back. But if we don't, we're going to continue to see the slippery slope all the way to despotism. You know, in tyranny in the United States, it gets worse and worse and worse. You know, Biden, even now, the New York Times is slamming him because he's such a liar. He skewed for the ridiculous, skewered for the ridiculous tall tale about giving uncle his giving uncle a purple heart 
and he's the biggest serial liar ever elected. The conservatives and even the New York Post have claimed there's no evidence to support Biden's claim. He just says stuff because it's on a teleprompter and it's on a script, and he just reads it. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. And I hate to say this, a lot of these elected officials, especially the Democrat ones, at the highest levels, that's all they do. They just read the lies, the lies, the lies to enforce the narrative being pushed through State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock through the media, who they also own, to make sure they continue to tell you the lie so that people continue to believe the lie. And the Bible says that the veil has been put around the people, the hearts and minds of the unbelievers so they cannot see and know the truth. And that's exactly what's happened here. The people out there that are believing the lie – they continue to believe more and more and more bigger lies because they have no spiritual discernment. And without spiritual discernment, you can never seek the truth. You'll never know the truth. That's why you've got to learn who Christ is, understand who he is, and accept the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within you. And then you start telling them, you start seeing things, you say, that ain't right. Holy Spirit just showed me something. They're lying again, and I'm not going to believe it. Always remember who you are in Christ Jesus. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Hey, you're exactly right. I mean, you can't. You can't sit back and look at it now and not start questioning a lot of this stuff, and that's why you've got to be well-grounded in your convictions with everything, you know, because they're going to continue to push this clown show repeatedly. I mean, repeatedly. I saw an article earlier from Breitbart that was talking about that that grown man, Kayla, up in Canada who wears a blonde wig and fake size Z prosthetic breast you guys saw that photo a couple months ago he's walking around class with the gigantic it it looks ridiculous it's it's something that even a clown would be embarrassed to wear and this guy's walking around class with these these fake prosthetic breasts and now the school has come out and they said that any student that disseminates or sends any of these photos to anyone is now breaking the procedure for information communication technology rules for the school, and they will be essentially suspended if they send photos of this guy out to anyone. They can't take photos of him. This complete and total pervert clown walking around class with size Z prosthetic breast on with a tight shirt on it. I mean, it, it is one of the stupidest looking things I've ever seen in my life. And this is a high school teacher. School has now said, if anybody's caught taking photos of him, you will be suspended immediately. Because why? Because they don't want the rest of the society outside of the school to see what absolute abomination and perversion they're promoting in this high school. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what I talked about earlier on the show. They want to keep these schools as tight, as airtight as they can so they can continue to slowly roast the frog, so to speak, until the frog is so indoctrinated and so deviant and behavior is so immoral, young children and teenagers, that when they get out in society, there is no right or wrong. There is no line in the sand. There, there is no definitive anything because everything goes, and that is the overall goal that they're trying to push. Speaking of that as well, trying to suppress free speech. Friends and family members are now being encouraged to snitch on one another in New Zealand. And this is sad because New Z- I've been to New Zealand. New Zealand is one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been to. Pure country. So pure. And New Zealand Security Intelligence Service has now put out a bulletin stating anyone with dissenting political views, questioning COVID mandates, including mandatory vaccines, should be reported to authorities as potential terrorists and they have been radicalized and they need to be reported immediately as asking the public to report their friends and family members if the question if they question government narratives go on to say here and i quote from intelligence chief rebecca kittridge she said so it could be the covid measures the government took 
or it could be other policies that are interpreted as infringing on the rights in sometimes what I describe as a hot mess of ideologies and beliefs by conspiracy theories. These will not be tolerated. Many right-wing extreme groups perceive recent gun control legislation as a threat to the right to bear arms and in response have increased weapons and ammunition stockpiling as well as renewed participation in paramilitary training exercises. Such activity combined with a heightened level of extremist paranoia has the potential to facilitate criminal activity and violence. So let me get this straight. You're concerned in New Zealand that the government has gone full-blown tyrannical because you're not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to question mandates. You're not allowed to question lockdowns and the massive illegal gun confiscation and gun rule, gun rules that they illegally implemented after the mosh shooting infringes on your rights to be able to legally own a firearm. And you're concerned about that. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely makes you a domestic terrorist now for increased threat of violence because you don't want to go along with basically the government coming in and boot stomping you in the face and telling you that you need to say thank you. Can I have another? Yeah, this is why I have said repeatedly, and I will never stop saying this, the United States can never voluntarily ever give up their firearms or allow them to be taken by force, period. I told you a long time ago, I do not think – they're going to ever be able to actually come in and ban firearms in general and ban semi-automatics and confiscate them. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to slowly reach a point to where American populace, the vast majority of them, are going to be so brainwashed they're going to demand that their firearms be taken from them while voluntarily turning them in. That's where I think it's going to go because you've seen this in other countries, and they've attempted this, and it's usually very small countries, small populations, small armaments. United States does not have a small armament at all. I mean, just on registered class three civilian owned machine guns, there's almost a quarter of a million of them in legal civilian circulation. That includes belt fed machine guns, magazine fed machine guns all across the board. The United States is a very, very well-armed populace, and the point of submitting and turning in those firearms voluntarily because the government tells you it's for your protection, while at the same time they're literally allowing hardened criminals to be given minimal sentences while sending people to prison for decades for simply talking about something. We talked about what's going on with Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers. How this conspiracy to commit sedition, you know, 20 to 40 years because they were at the Capitol building and they disagreed with the election. There's a, an article that I watched that was actually very interesting earlier, and it was discussing how one of the main, uh, one of the main guys that is testifying in Alaska right now, the oath as uh, Alaska Superior Court, he was a former FBI and Department of Defense analyst, testified the 15th and 16th last week in Alaska Superior Court. He said the Oath Keepers did not try to overthrow the U.S. government on January 6th. There's no evidence at all that there was an attempt to overthrow the U.S. government, and they are not a threat to national security because the government, the group is not anti-government at all. He said it's complete and totally absurd, and it's ludicrous. You could even try to compile those thoughts based on those actions. And he said that there were some individuals that did engage in you know, illegal behavior, such as maybe trespassing or vandalism. He said, but the conspiracy to commit sedition and overthrow the United States, it's absurd. And this is going on with an ongoing investigation because they're now trying to say that the um, – Alaska Constitution, Representative David Eastman, needs to be removed from office. 
He's Alaskan representative up there, and they're saying because he's been a life member of the Oath Keepers, he needs to be removed from office and should not be allowed, which is ludicrous because the Oath Keepers, if you look at any of their literature and what they've always promoted, it's always been based on a constitutional republic. Now, if people don't like the history of a constitutional republic, which has been very made clear by the communists, if people don't like the literature from the founding fathers based on what needs to be done to maintain a constitutional republic, that's not anti-government or anti-tyranny. That's just maintaining the written references of a constitutional republic that were put in place by the people that founded the very country that we live in. This is a concept that's eluding a lot of people here. And you see these things like Joseph Morso, it looks like, uh, Masuko, in this Gretchen Whitmore case, he's being sentenced to 12 years minimum prison sentence with no chance of parole before 12 years. For uh, Let me see here, because he's being charged with providing material support for terrorist acts and, and attempting to commit a felony as an associate of a gang member because he had literally half a dozen FBI confidential informant agents that were involved with his militia group up in Michigan, and they discussed and discussed a plan allegedly to kidnap Governor Whitmore, allegedly, with half a dozen FBI agents. And, of course, that got – that whole that – whole that whole trial was a mistrial. whole thing got mistrialed, and now they're doing it again. Now he's convicted. Another guy that was with him is getting convicted minimum 10 years. Another guy's getting minimum seven years. Remember, these guys committed no acts. They allegedly had a conspiracy to commit kidnapping. They committed no actual acts. The vast majority, if you look at the research and the evidence, the FBI agents were the main culprits in bringing up a lot of the information, bringing up the analytics, bringing up the TAC exercises that they were looking at, and going along and encouraging them to do all this. The FBI agents were the ones who were insinuating and encouraging this behavior. But ironically enough, you've got these guys now going to prison for 12 years minimum with no parole. Yet you have the incident like I talked about with Kamari Pleasant up in Chicago is out on felony weapons charges in Chicago. He's been on felony weapons charges on parole for 19 days. He is detained by law enforcement, flees law enforcement, fires an automatic Glock machine pistol, completely illegal. A, he's a felon. B, it's an unregistered machine gun. Fires an entire magazine at law enforcement. Does not hit them because he's so inaccurate because it's a machine pistol. They're not very accurate. Law enforcement finally corner him and arrest him, and he gives up. He has like 30 felony weapons charges and attempted murder charges on him. They plea bargain the whole deal down. They give him 12 years with six years in parole. He gets about six years on parole for firing an automatic, unregistered, illegal machine pistol at law enforcement and attempted murder on like 10 different officers. Guys, we got a serious problem with the judicial system right now in the United States when you got guys that – go to the Capitol building to contest a blatantly stolen election, and they're being told they're going to be sentenced for 20 to 40 years for conspiracy to commit sedition, yet you have an active gang member who's a felon out on parole for weapons charges, fires a machine gun at law enforcement with attempt to kill them, and he gets 12 years with six years out on parole. This is a serious problem we're looking at right now, and this is why I laugh. When you see stuff like the U.S. government or the New Zealand government coming out and saying, oh, by the way, you know, we need to get we need to go and uh, make sure that everybody, you know, turns in their firearms. You know, we need to make sure nobody can say anything about the restrictions we're doing because, you know, it's, it's all for your protection, guys. This is a blatant, tyrannical overthrow. And so, again, it becomes the 
requirement of the general population to speak the truth, to talk about it, and bring topics up on an open platform. So I encourage you and I appreciate everyone doing that on a regular basis. Also, to another news, this is interesting. Dan was talking about earlier about the drugs with Pfizer, the Paxlovid, and the other drugs that are continually being promoted that are insane amounts of money. But yet again, nobody's discussing the aspect of what happens with the side effects. And I've talked to multiple people about this because this is something that I've been very troubled about. I continue to bring up with these children now having this shot schedule under emergency use with this COVID bivalent injection that the FDA approved now for six-month-old up to five-year-olds, which boggles my mind, being added to their shot schedule now with zero clinical trials whatsoever on children, much less doing multi-shots in conjunction with them. And we have a friend of that we know that they've you know been vaccinating their child, and they continually keep getting sick. And then the child got RSV a month ago and having all these health problems again. And I've continued to try and encourage them. I said, listen, even if you're concerned about you know getting these shots later for school or whatever absurd reason you're concerned about, I said, hold off on them until they're three, four, five. Let them at least get developed. These pure baby bodies, these little children, these pure little children. They don't need these shots because they don't even have immune system. It starts being developed till a year and a half old. So if that's the case, why are they getting shots every two to three months? And again, you can see exactly the entire agenda with it. It's designed to create a lifelong medical industrial complex user. It's somebody to continue to bring in because they got allergies. They got gut problems. They got heart problems. They got all these issues, and they're not even 18 years old yet. And they're in and out of the doctor's office every couple months with all these problems. I've told her before, I've never understood the concept of taking a child to the doctor every two to three months to get them checked up on. What are you checking up on, especially once they're two, three years old and they can talk? Newsflash. I mean mean that very sincerely. Why are you taking the doctor every three months to get checked up on? If they're sick, you'll know. If they got a cough, you'll know. If they don't feel good, you'll know. If they're having a problem, you'll know. If you're feeding them really clean food and you're giving them really clean nutrients and supplements like the Ultimate Multiple Chewable and the Vitamin D3 Liquid and they're really staying healthy and they're super active and they're super smart and they're making super good grades, why are you constantly taking them to the doctor to have the doctor tell you that they're healthy but your extremely healthy, really smart, sharp child needs to be injected again? It's just another shot. Well, there you go. I just answered the question. It's because the way you get the parents in is to tell them they need to have their updated, you know, uh, you know, pediatric visit. They need to get checked up on. And then when they get checked up on, they corner you into the corner and they say, well, you have to get the shot right now. Your child has to get the shot. It's on the shot schedule. You heard me. It's on the shot schedule. You get it or you will not be seeing this pediatric office anymore. Personally, had it happen. My wife can't, can't come here and hear me. We will, we, we will refuse you service unless you continue to keep getting shots injected into your young baby. Joanna goes, you won't ever see me in this office again. Good riddance, you piece of garbage. You will not be bullying me into injecting my child with all types of different toxic shots, including aluminum. I said before, they start from the very beginning. They tell you hepatitis B right out of the womb. Why? The super healthy wife. She's not hep B positive. Well, you need to get hep B shot. No, you don't. Okay, okay, okay. We need to get the vitamin K shot. Why am I getting the vitamin K shot? Well, because it's, it's for blood clotting. But my wife has been taking D3 with K2, and her blood levels are extremely strong with vitamin D and K2 because we check them every couple months. 
oh, it doesn't matter. You need the vitamin K shot. Well, it's because the vitamin K shot has 100 micrograms of aluminum in it that's listed on the ampule. I had a good friend and customer of ours bring it in. He actually got an extra one from the doctor, brought me the ampule that they injected, vitamin K. says right on the side contains no less than 100 micrograms of aluminum, 100 MCGs. You're injecting that in a baby that just came out of its mother within a few minutes, and you're injecting them with 100 micrograms of aluminum because they need vitamin K because it's science. Remember, he needs to have vitamin K injected into him. What about the mother? Having really strong levels of vitamin K and D3. Oh, that's erroneous. He needs that vitamin K because, you know, you don't want to start having blood clot issues. That doesn't even make sense. Why don't you let him stay healthy? Why are you injecting 100 micrograms of aluminum and a little 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 pound bound baby? 100 micrograms of aluminum. Doesn't matter. That's what they're told to do. When you finally have your eyes open and you finally wake up and you see the matrix, you realize very fast that almost nothing we're told or we are exposed to is for our health and safety. It's almost all for our detriment. And that is an extremely hard pill to swallow. I am not going to lie. When you finally figure it out, it's like, whoa, this is rough. You got to come to this realization now. That's why when they told us it was for our safety to hunker down and shut down our business and not go anywhere and wear three masks and you can't do anything. Oh, but Costco, Sam's, Walmart, Amazon, they're, they're wide open. Never missed a single work day. That's, that, that, they're different. They're, they're essential businesses, guys. Remember, this is science. This is science we're talking about. They're essential and you're not. Why are they essential? Well, because BlackRock State Street Vanguard owns them. That's why. <laughs> and you go, oh, okay, I see it. This is why it is so important to ask questions and look at what you're giving your children. All the way down to food yesterday, picked Hunter up from church, right? Church. They have a great church program, kids program where we go to church over there. And we got done. We we're checking them out. And they had this big, giant lollipop, big, flat lollipop, rainbow colors all over it, all up and down. They gave it to him for his Christmas present. And we're walking out with him, and he's got this big lollipop. And I looked at it. He goes, yeah, it's my Christmas present they gave me. And I just shook my head. I was like, that's the Christmas present? That's the best they could come up with at this church? I was like, well, hey, I'm going to have a discussion with the uh, child pastor, the children's pastor, next week when I get in here after Christmas. And I said, secondly, let me see that real quick. And I looked at the back of it. It was broken up into, as far as nutritional facts. I'm going to give you guys a heads up on this. They broke it up to an eighth. An eighth, I said an eighth of the lollipop, an eighth of the lollipop was 18 grams of sugar. An eighth, meaning that entire lollipop was 144 grams of sugar in one lollipop, meaning it was the equivalent of drinking almost three Coca-Colas, just the sugar, not to mention the massive amount of food coloring in it. And I looked at Hunter, I said, I got an idea. I said, how about I take you to Publix and we'll buy you whatever flavor of organic ice cream you want, and we'll swap it out for your Christmas present that they gave you, unknowingly to me, that I did not approve of. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I don't even want this lollipops. Things got way too many colors, and it's going to make me sick. And I said, done deal. We threw the lollipop away, went to the Publix. He picked out some organic ice cream, brought it home after he ate lunch. He had some of it, and he was unbelievably happy. And he had repeated ice cream yesterday and had a good time. Now, do I think it's a good idea to give ice cream on a regular basis? Absolutely not. I'm not going to tell you that's something you need to do all the time. But I will tell you one thing. Eating some organic ice cream versus eating a giant lollipop riddled with every food coloring under the sun with 144 grams of sugar, 
Yeah, I can tell you that's a whole lot better for their overall health and his behavior and my sanity at the same time. <laughs> because I can tell you right now from direct response, direct direct research on my own account with children using food coloring, it has a negative impact on their behavior, on their listening, on every single factor of their life. Stay away from the food coloring the best you possibly can with these kids, especially if you're dealing with issues with hyperactivity or disobedience or not listening or school problems. Food coloring is the first thing I ask parents, food coloring and sugar right off the rip. Why are their children acting like that? What are they eating? What do you think, Deb? You're 100% right. You know, I wrote, I wrote an article on that years ago on, you know, maximum solutions to ADD and autism and, and children with, you know, hyperactivity disorder. And it's one of the first things we told them, they got to go up to the yellow dyes and the red dyes and the blue dyes. I mean, it's very, very important. I think the, I think that article is still posted on our website. I mean, you, you've got to understand that if you're giving children these chemicals that are going to cause this behavior, you got to get them off the chemicals. I mean, these things are not good for the brain whatsoever. In fact, let's talk about poisoning here. This is an article that was up on Zero Hedge and it said, the universities are poisoning the well of knowledge, and this is doubling your risk of stupid. He goes, in 2021, 39.1% of women of the U.S. had a college education, right? This good amount. And the same is true as female Democrats. That would apply that only about 17.7% of women Democrats without college believe that men can get pregnant. <laughs> Here we go. Versus 36% for college ones who believe that men can get pregnant. In other words, college education more than doubles the Democratic women's inclination to believe that some men can get pregnant. I can't believe how stuck on stupid these people are. How can that even be? What kind of intellectual environment produces this lunacy? In a recent piece, Professor Jonathan Turley sums up the environment based on a number of surveys of students of U.S. colleges and universities. Now, these, are, these aren't elementary kids. These are university students. Quote, 65% of students fear sharing their opinions in classrooms or on campuses. Some academic deans believe that the free speech protections does not apply to offensive or disingenuous speech, whatever that's supposed to be, and they deem it so. Some student publications are explicit that opposing free speech falls within the protection of free speech. What? 66% of students believe it is okay to shout down and to silence the speaker to stop them from expressing an unwelcome view. 23% of students believe it's okay to use violence to stop free speech. More than half of all university departments don't have a single registered Republican overall. Registered Democrats, that number registered Republicans by 10 to 1 in university systems. And you wonder why in the world it's gotten like this. Guys, remember, you keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You pray with your kids every single day. You teach them the right way to live. You keep them in the local school where you keep them straight as far as what their beliefs are going to be, the best of your ability. And always remember to tell them to stay in church after they leave your home and continue to pray for them wherever they are. I love you guys, and I appreciate you so much. You guys are amazing to me. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And, you know, that shows you right there what he just said. That shows you what we're up against, but it also shows you the level of tenacity and basically stance that we need to have as well. When you have people blatantly saying that we need to be able to commit violence to prevent free speech and that this big percentage of the population in this poll believe that a grown man can have a baby. No, a female that wants to pretend she's a man can have a baby. There's no question about that. That is, that is accurate. A grown woman that wants to pretend she's a dude can have a baby, but a grown man cannot have a baby, period. Doesn't work. Can't happen. Never has. Not unless you start going in and start doing all types of weird scientific laboratory experiments and, you know, pods. I guess you could do that. But, I mean, th that's 
beyond what people are trying to fathom as far as natural science it doesn't work, never has, never will. It's the reason why God is God made us in his image to be the way we are. And I've told you before, if you have a child or if you have a friend's child or you have a you know a loved one, if they have something that they're getting confused about with this, talk to them about it. Talk to them. Say, listen, you know, this 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 isn't really a good just direction to go. You know, do you want to get some Christian counseling? You know, why why are you starting to think that you need to transition to a girl? And I can tell you 100% of the time when I have found this and I've seen this and I've heard this and I've talked to people about it, it's primarily because what they're being exposed to on a regular basis in the media and in the schools because it's being propped up is this great, great new thing that everybody needs to do. Guys, there are so many serious issues with physiological and psychological problems when you start taking a male or female and you start pumping them with opposite, you know, opposite sex characteristic hormones. It causes all types of problems in the body. It's very, very bad, including the mind and the brain and the psyche. This isn't normal behavior. So continue to be encouraging of people and support one another for standing up for the right thing to do and for being strong and holding a conviction and encouraging people the best you can. I really appreciate all of you. Seven days, number seven, D-A-Y-S. Y'all are the first to know. Coupon code, Ultimate Multiple Powder, today only. Also, check out the Cortisol Buster on sale right now at healthmasters.com for product of the week. I appreciate you all so much. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. It's my sister Savannah's birthday today, so I'm going to take her out to lunch today. Hopefully do something with her tonight. She's turning the big 2-0. So I appreciate all of you. Thank you for your continued prayers of Health Masters and the Brewer family. And thank you for your support of our company. Have a good evening, my friends. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.